morning, St. Michael's. Will you stand? Lord, we love you. And we're just so grateful to be here, be able to sing with you in your presence this morning, Lord. I just pray that you would meet us here. Just open our hearts to accept what you have to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy
by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the Lord. In your name, amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
Let us pray. Almighty God, you poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, enkindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Children. It's funny how sometimes I can tell what they got for Christmas. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we bless these children as they go to learn all about you and your kingdom and how they're all going to grow up to be powerful and mighty men and God in your kingdom. In Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit's name. Amen. Amen. See you, kids. This morning's first lesson comes from Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 7, commencing. Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country, and gather them from the ends of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and the one who labors with child. Together a great throng shall return there. They shall come with weeping, and with supplications I will lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way in which they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations. And declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He who scattered Israel will gather him, and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 147, and we'll read it responsively by the whole verse. Praise the Lord. For it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God. Who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of a horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord, O 
For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He casts out his hail like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and its judgments to Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our second reading today is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame for him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. 
St. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and, he, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the, the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as, the, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ.
towards us and to mankind. And Lord, we just ask that you would direct us and guide us in our lives this week. And you'd give us purpose, Lord, to fulfill your every command. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. You know, the funny thing about New New Year's is a lot of people decide after uh, January 1st that they're going to be a better person. That we're going to try harder. That we're going to make resolutions to change our life. And they last about two weeks at most. I know I've made a few resolutions. And I'm not looking forward to them. But coming into this new year, I felt like the Lord just wanted me uh, to share with you some things that can help us in our walk with God and to help us become a stronger Christian and to be all that God wants us in this upcoming year. And I think the biggest resolution we can make is is to praise Him. To praise Him for what we have and what He's already done in our lives. Us as humans always want to change. We always want things better in our lives. And the harder we try, it was almost like we read it in the psalm today, God does not take delight in the strength of a horse. He takes delight in a man who humbles himself before God. And the problem is, is when we make resolutions, we want to use the power that God has given us, our, our strength, our ability, our intellect to change. And it doesn't work. The only thing that really works is us yielding ourselves to God's plan in our lives. And one of the things that the happened to me this year, as I look back and I give God thanks, is that I faced a lot of battles this year in my life, things that that could have got me in a lot of trouble and cost me a lot of pain and suffering. And the word that the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year was to trust in Him and that I would not be ashamed when I contended with my enemies in the gate. And I think one of the biggest attacks on our walk with God is that we feel ashamed. You know, every one of us, if we're truthful, there are things that we're ashamed of that we've done in our lives that have happened to us. We have regrets. We wish things were different. And shame was really the first thing that man ever felt. Because if you read about Adam and Eve, God made Adam and then He made Eve out of Adam. And they were in the garden in this beautiful place. But God had given them one rule. Don't sin. No, not that wasn't it. Do not eat of the fruit that I'm... I point out to you, do not eat of the tree of good and evil. And we all have heard the story throughout our life 
how Eve was deceived by the serpent and bit the apple, and then Adam followed. And what we find out is it says when God created Adam and Eve, they were in the garden. And they were naked, it says. And they were not ashamed. And after they sinned, they heard God's voice. And what they did is they, they hid themselves. They went and hid themselves. Why? Because they knew they had disobeyed God. And they were ashamed of their actions. And it said, and they knew they were naked. Interesting. That was the thing that caused them the most problem was, we're naked. And God is coming. And so what they did is they found some leaves and some branches. And they covered themselves. And the Lord said, Adam, where are you? And Adam was hiding. And Adam said, I was afraid to come out because I was naked, God. And the Lord said, Adam, what have you done? Just like when God tells Father House, Father House, what have you done? My wife made me do it. (laughs) So God comes to Eve. Eve, what have you done? The serpent made me do it. And so the serpent now crawls on his belly and eats dust. That was his curse. And we were cursed also. Man and woman were cursed. And God brought curses on us. But thanks be to God, he had a plan. Because when God kicked them out of the garden, what did he do? He gave them fur coats. No, he took the skin of animals and he made a covering for them so that they wouldn't be naked, that they would feel covered. And this was a picture of what was to come. That God wants to cover our nakedness. God wants to cover our sin. And I love furs, but they just aren't good enough. They just don't take care of the guilt and the shame that we feel. What the Lord did is, we know the story, He sent His Son, Jesus, to be born in a manger and come as a man. And the promises that God has made made to us this year and throughout our life is starting in in one of the Psalms that says, Oh God, I trust in You. Let me not be ashamed. And let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits upon you be ashamed. So one of the ways for us to overcome our shame and our guilt, it says, is to trust on the Lord. Verse chapter 31 of Psalms. In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Do not let me be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon you. 
Let the wicked be ashamed. Let them be silent in the grave. And so throughout history, this is David writing these things. David wrote these songs, Let Me Not Be Ashamed. Have you ever heard the story of David? Do you know what David did? He took another man's wife. That's a shameful thing. Not only that, he had the man murdered. And so David is crying out to the Lord in these Psalms. Lord, even though I've sinned against you, even though I've murdered, even though I've committed adultery, and all the sins that you can think of in your life, David is crying out and says, Lord, let me not be ashamed, for I'm putting my trust in you. I'm not putting my trust in my own ability anymore. I'm not putting my trust in my strength. In Romans chapter 10, it says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. And so, this new year, I think the thing that the Lord wants us to deal with in our life is us trusting in our own ability. When you start making New Year's resolutions and you start saying, like, how can I make myself better? You're looking to yourself. You're looking to... Maybe some program, maybe some thought that you had that you can do. When I believe the better thing to do is to call upon the Lord and humble yourself. In Hebrews, and this is really the point, looking at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, looking on. To Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. See, Jesus is the second Adam. We study the scriptures and we read in Romans, the first Adam fell short. And God had to send the second Adam to redeem man. And the thing about Jesus is He came as God, but yet He was man. And we all know the story of redemption, and it's right here on the cross. And the reason that we have freedom from our shame, from our sin... Is because he bore that in his body. Just as Adam was na- when he was in the garden was naked and not ashamed. That's what Jesus has for us, that we can stand naked before God, that he God can look at who we are and wash away our sins, and that we can be clean. And as I looked into this and studied this, 
You see, the price that Jesus paid was in his suffering for us. He suffered so that we don't have to suffer. And when Jesus was hung on the cross, he was, he was tortured, he was scourged, he was humiliated. You know, we read or we see all the pictures in even our crucifix. They all have a loincloth on Jesus. But when Jesus hung on that cross, after he'd been beaten and carried his cross and humiliated, the crowds had gathered around and cheered him and cried for his crucifixion. He was on that cross naked. And can you imagine the humility and the embarrassment and the suffering that he felt? The people that he came to save now had tortured him, had stripped him naked, and put him as a spectacle to the world. But what it does for us is it gives us power over the enemy. It gives us power over the sin that so easily besets us. Hebrews goes on to say, For consider him who endured such hostility, such embarrassment, such shame, Least you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not resisted the enemy to bloodshed. Or you have not been as strong as him resisting sin. But he has given us power. And what he says is if you'll call upon his name. Today, when we read in the gospel... Jesus came into the world. They didn't know who He was. And He came to redeem the world. Well, the good news today is that He's redeemed us. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you call on His name, He says you will not be ashamed. He will forgive you. You can stand before Him naked with all of your faults. Hallelujah. And He will look on you as He looked on His Son. And He'll give us power to overcome all the things that we face. So this year, what I want us to do is I want us to be thankful. I want us to be thankful for what we have. I want us to be thankful that even in the past we've fallen short. But why are we thankful? Because God made a way for us. Just as He made a way for the whole world. It says He so loved the world that He gave His Son. And when we start out this year, that's what we need to remember. A lot of us have been Christians for a long time. 
A lot of us go about our every day not really realizing what the Lord has done for us. That He's made us white as snow. That He's given us ability to overcome. In the very next verse of Hebrews, it says, The Lord brings chastening upon His children. And even though chastening is not exciting, and maybe it's not joyful, yet it brings fruit in our lives. And so whatever you're facing this year, whatever struggles you have, what God is wanting us to do is look to Jesus. Look at the price that He paid for you. You don't have, you don't have to pay the price. And if He's chastening you or you have struggles in your life, praise God. It means He loves you. He cares for you. Because there is a devil. And what the devil continually wants to do is he wants to remind you of your past. He wants to remind you of all the shortcomings that you have. The devil wants you to give up. And say, what's the use? How can I ever achieve what God wants me to achieve? But Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already won the battle for you and me. And as we begin to rejoice in that, this will become alive to us. And when the the battles that you're facing, you need to keep saying, Lord, I trust in you. I rely on you. It says, those who wait on the Lord will never be ashamed. Are you waiting on the Lord? I've had to wait on the Lord. In fact, one of the trials I had lasted eight years. I waited on the Lord for eight years to see if He would deliver me from the affliction and the pain and the suffering that I was facing. But during those eight years, I would picture myself in God's arms. Lord, there's nothing I can do. Lord, I've messed up. Lord, I'm ashamed. And that's when the Lord gave me that word. If you trust in me, if you wait on me, you will not be ashamed. And so I was willing to face whatever God had for me. I was willing to take whatever punishment that he saw fit for me. But he looked down me with his mercy. He actually looked on Jesus hanging on the cross. Naked, suffering, bearing shame, bearing embarrassment for you, for me, for the whole world.
And so we have reason today to rejoice. We have reason today to be thankful for all that God does in our life. And it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter which direction you're heading. If you'll look to Him this year, and you'll, and you'll wait on Him and cry out to Him, He will turn your situation around. He will answer you. And the peace and the love of God will fill you. And you'll be, a, you'll be able to become all that God wants you to be. A picture of Jesus who loves, who gives. Amen. Amen. Please stand. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sign. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. That light perpetual shine upon We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. We also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Heavenly Father, you promised to hear what we ask in the name of your Son. Accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray, not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. With thy spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace of God. Sit yourself down there. Uh, I want to uh, tell you about two things that are coming up that greatly affect the life of our church and our diocese. And the first is uh, ordination. We're going to have an ordination on the 17th of January, uh, and we're going to be ordaining, I've lost count. Lewis, how many? We? <laughs> Five. Deacons, uh, <clears throat> two for here and three for Henderson, Nevada. 
And uh, if you've never seen uh, the ordination in the Holy Orders, it's a pretty amazing uh, service. It's a mass different than anyone you'll ever, ever go to. So we invite you to participate in that if you'd like. And the second is our, our, our youth uh, retreat. And I'm going to have my two uh, close friends tell you about that. I'm too old, so they said I can't come anymore. <laughs> you can come if you want. Um, yeah, so in a couple weeks, actually two weeks, uh, the 23rd, we're taking the youth to San Francisco and really just believing that it's going to be a time where the Lord speaks to them because having us know that not only do does the Lord speak to the older generation, but he speaks to the younger. And I just, and we're really believing for that. We're really believing for an encounter with the Lord with these kids and for just revival in our church, and we've already seen that, so we're excited about that. Um, Jesse's going to tell you more of the details about it. Yeah, so uh, as she said, we're bringing a bunch of kids up to, actually we're going to be staying in Burlingame, California, which you guys, some of you guys know about, and um, we already have the housing donated, which is awesome, but our goal and the price that we're advertising for our students who are going on it is only $50 per youth. And so, as you might know, that's not enough to cover the cost of what we're doing. And so we're asking, and we're going to be fundraising, and we're going to be trying to raise funds. But if you are looking to give or sponsor a kid, you can talk to me or Kristen. Or else, if you'd like to just put a check in the offering in between now and then, you can just write Youth Retreat on the memo line, or you can do that as well on the Tidely app. And we'll be having a little bit of a fundraiser when we get a little bit closer as well. So uh, we're looking to, we're believing to make it so that cost isn't a barrier because we do have quite a few kids who we'd love to get on there. We're shooting for 20, and that would be an awesome number uh, from the people that are coming. And so please help us out with that. And then we're culminating, after we do this youth retreat, we're ending with the Walk for Life, which is a really powerful demonstration of our Christian faith that every single life is precious. And so the Walk for Life in San Francisco is the last day of our retreat, that Saturday. And it's not only the youth who are invited to that. So if you're not in the 13 to 18 age range and you want to go to the Walk for Life, that is more than wonderful. That's awesome. Please come along. Uh, let me or Kristen or Bishop know. Um, and we'll always have a great turnout there. And it's really a powerful demonstration that we are not just saying that all life is sacred, but we want to go out and live that and show that to the world that we really believe that. So those are the things. If you want to give, please give. And if you're looking for any other way to help out, let us know. It's going to be an amazing time, and we're believing for some awesome things. Thanks. <laughs> so I know Bishop didn't mention it, but we're actually sending a deacon on this youth retreat. He'll be a deacon about five days. That'll be Jesse will be ordained, and then Drew Bradfield is also the other ones from here that are being ordained, if you hadn't heard yet. So that'll be a lot of fun. So as we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
welcome all baptized believers to receive the body and blood of Christ with us. This is the table of the Lord, and it's made ready for those who love him and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little, you who've been here often and you who have not been here long, you who've tried to follow and you who have failed, come, because it's the Lord who invites you. It's his will that those who want him should meet him right here. So you come this morning to this table. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Today you fill our hearts with joy as we recognize in Christ the revelation of your love. No eye can see his glory as our No I can see his glory as our God, yet now he's seen as one like us. Christ is your son before all ages, yet now he's born in time. He's come to lift up all things to himself, to restore unity to creation, and to lead mankind from exile into your heavenly kingdom. And so, in the company of the choir of angels, we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Later, when supper was ended, he took the cup again. He gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us grow in love, together with our patriarch Craig and all of the clergy. Remember those for whom we now pray, Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl, Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonia, Sandra, Joel, Maria, Karen, Father Clifford, David and Darcy, Thomas and Shannon, Tammy, Lisa, Joyce, Daniel, Chris, our Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton. Draw our heart to remember the poor and the broken. As we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. 
Make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and so we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Body of Christ. Blood.
thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May the joy of the angels, the eagerness of the shepherds, the perseverance of the wise men, the obedience of Joseph and Mary, and the peace of the Christ child be yours in this Christmas season. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>